Genesis chapter 1, we have been in a series called Enter. We took a break last week. How many of you enjoyed last week with our guest speaker? It was a great week last week. We took just a small break uh, just to celebrate uh, life and the meaning of life. And, uh, but this week we're going back to series we've been in, uh, this will be our fifth week, I believe, called Enter. And we're going there again today. And this series has been about entering in. It's been about worship. It's not been so much about how to worship or how to raise your hands or how to dance or things like that. That's not what it's been about, but it's been about informing you and educating you on what is happening when we worship and why we worship and what is happening in the heavens right now as, as, as a body of believers get together and lift up the name. That's what this has been about, and I want to continue with those same thoughts today in Genesis chapter 1. I wanted to read the entire chapter, but due to time, I will not. I'll be skipping around, so listen to where I'm at. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. We will start there. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, verse 10. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters, he called seas and God saw that it was good. And the earth brought forth fruit, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 17, God set them in the ferment of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to, and to divide the light of the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Verse 21, so God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 25, and the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. It was good. If we look at this chapter here, it is known as the creation chapter because this is what it is all about. God is creating God is creating the universe every day. He is going through and miracle after miracle as he is calling these things forth to be. The, the word says that the earth was void. It was empty. It was full of darkness. And then he made a sound. He spoke to that. It's what we've been talking about. I've been teaching about for the last five weeks that you need to send your voice into the darkness. You need to send your voice into the, to the dry places, into the void areas of your life. And this is just how our God is. He is a jealous God. When we say a jealous God, that means that he desires. He, he longs for your worship. And this, we really see that here. He is longing for the fellowship of worship. Even in your mother's womb, when he was knitting you together, he was creating you to be a worshiper. Amen? Mamas, when those babies were doing somersaults in your stomach, they were worshiping that they had life. God intended for everybody to be a worshiper, and that's what he was doing here. And he's going through, and he's blessing, and he is blessing, and then he realizes 
I believe he comes to the realization that there was no one there yet to cry out to him. There was no one there yet to lift up their hands or lift up their voice to him. And at the end of the day, it's like he starts telling himself, that was good. Have you ever done that? You cook something, you say, man, that is good. You got to tell yourself that it's good. I can almost see the Lord like talking to himself like, man, that was good, Lord. I know it was. Did you see that cow? I just That was so good, Lord. Finally, sometimes we've got to do that whenever you wake up in the morning, if there's no one there to encourage you. Sometimes you just got to speak to yourself and say, you are good today, right? He was like, man, that that is good. And that is good. He is creating every day and he's pronouncing it and declaring it blessed. It is good. It has my stamp of approval on it. But if you were to take a moment and read the entire chapter, which I encourage you to do, you may pick up on something that really stuck out to me when I was preparing. As God is creating and God is calling everything good, there is a variance in the choice of words that he uses in Genesis chapter 1 verse 6. And in that verse it said, then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the airs and let it divide the waters. Thus God made the firmament, the firmament is the air, the space in the air, and divided the waters from under the firmament, from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. Interesting. It was so. Why did everything else, all of the other creation, get the stamp of it is good, but then God creates this and it is simply, it is so. Interesting. Why was there one thing that God refused to bless? He created the firmament. He created that, that, that space between earth and heaven, the air, the firmament, and it's like he walked away and continued to worship. So what does this have to do with our worship? What does this have to do with enter? Let's take a look at this. Jot this down, or you can turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. I want to tell you today that this is... This is, this is a heavy word in my spirit, so I'm going to break this down layer by layer and teach it, and then I'm going to preach this thing at the end and bring it home. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and external weight of glory. In other words, so this thing that you are going through right now, this obstacle that is before you, that thing that you are going through is, not, is, is, is going to create something in your life, a greater glory that you cannot see right now. And in verse 18, he goes on and says, while we do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So let's break this down today and what this all means for us. We have been talking about the power of sound. I said that all things on earth that have a great sound also have great power. Great power has great sound and great sound has great power. We talked about the train. We talked about the tornado. I even related that statement to the church today. We are in a time when so many people are seeking out after and so many people want 
cool church. We are in a time when many want relevant church. Many want a seeker-friendly church. Many want a polished and pretty church. And while so many churches are seeking after a style, a style that they want, they have lost the ability to worship in the whatever and whenever of life. Amen? They, are, they, they can only worship if it is this. They can only worship if it is that. And while we are seeking out different styles, the church has lost the ability to worship God no matter whatever is being played, no matter whenever we are in the middle of the storm. And whenever we, the church, lose our sound, she begins to lose her power. Amen? When the church stops worshiping, the church will lose her power. When the church stops shouting, the church will lose her power. This is what concerns me about so many churches that do not allow enough time for worship. They do not allow the spirit to flow in worship because we are going on the clock. But what you are really doing, you think you are creating a schedule. But what you are doing is you are actually diminishing your power of the church whenever the church cannot get together and lift up shout of praise. Can I get an amen this morning? I've also talked about how everything follows the sound that is made. I don't have to know your life story. I don't have to have been your friend for 10 years, but I can listen to you talk just for a few minutes and I can tell you wherever you are headed. I, I, can, I, can, I, I can be listening to sounds all throughout the week that are dark and depressing and all of a sudden I will find myself start sinking into a dark hole. Why? Because we follow the sounds that we are releasing. So if I don't like where I am right now, I have to make a sound that contradicts my current location. This is the hard part of worship is whenever you are standing in front of a mountain or a wall, you're, you, you can't just say, oh, I can't get around this. But your worship has to contradict the struggle that is in front of you. Amen. That is why it's so hard to make a joyful noise whenever you are depressed. But if you can reach down in the deepest part whenever you are in the darkest place and you can just let out a shout of victory you can let out a shout of praise your praise has the power to reach down and pull you back up on firm ground amen your your praise has that power the bible even says let the weak say i am strong that means i may be weak right now i may be fragile but my praise says i, I my, but my praise says that the joy of the lord is my strength your, your praise does not contradict where you are at whenever you are weak say you are strong the word says whatever whenever you let the poor say I am rich I may be broke as a joke today but I bless the Lord who is Jehovah Jireh my provider I know where he's taking me I can't see it right now but my praise is going to contradict my, my, my current location amen I can't see it, but I'm going to praise it because I know God is working on my behalf. Speaking of the unseen things, this verse here, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that I just read, this is, while we do not look on the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Christians, you, you must understand that you have two different dimensions in your life. You have a natural being and you have a spiritual being. Your body is temporary. That should make some of us shout today. You won't have it forever. 
Your body is temporary. It is a housing for the real you. What you see here, this isn't Chase, but inside of me is Chase Holsomeback. It is the spirit that defines me. And for a season on earth, this body, this natural body, is housing my spiritual body. There is a realm that we cannot see in the spirit simply because that is the way that God designed our eyeballs to function. We cannot see this. And if you could see what is happening in the spirit realm, if you could see what is happening above us in the universe, it would probably freak you out because let me tell you something, there is spiritual warfare going over our nation right now. There is spiritual warfare going over your very home right now. There are angels and demons that are fighting for you right now. And if your eyes could see it, it would freak you out. They are literally warring over you. But the Bible says that this unseen world that we cannot see is even more real than the world you can see. Why? Because the things that you can see are temporary, but the unseen is eternal. See, whenever you are skilled in the unseen world, Whenever you know how, whenever you know how to function, not only in your natural being, but you know how to function in the spirit, whenever you know how to, whenever you are skilled in that unseen world, it's so, it's so important that you understand this is where the church needs to be, that we are in the world, but not of the world. We are in it because we live in it, but we can see something that is far greater than anything that is happening here on planet earth. And whenever you are skilled in the unseen when you are skilled you know how to operate in the spirit realm you can shift something in the unseen that will impact what is seen in this world and this is what the church should be doing there is always more to the story than you can see there is always more right now we will our eye is on I've seen it all week long we're tore up about Dr. Seuss and we're tore up about politics and we're tore up about Equality Act let me tell you something that is just a cover up of what is really happening in the, in the world today that is just a cover up of what is happening in the firmament that is just a cover that's just a little piece of what we are seeing Genesis 1 said he created the firmament. He created the airspace. It was not blessed. It was just so. Hmm. It's very interesting. Why would God not bless the air? Let's pull these together. When studying about heaven, you will find that there are three defined areas of heaven. The first level of heaven is the earth. We are in the first heaven. Some say the first heaven. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to be real basic. I'm just going to teach you some things that can really change the way you worship today. The first heaven is the world. It's where we're at. It's the first heaven. It's, it's, it's just the atmosphere around us. And then, then the third heaven is the heaven that we hear about in the book of Revelations. The, 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 the heaven that in the, uh, when John was called up, John the Revelator was called up by the spirit and he recorded this vision the revelation is really isn't a book it's really a it's a vision of heaven that is the third heaven but somewhere between earth and the real heaven heaven number three there is something called the firmament it's the air it's the it's the air it's the atmosphere and he created it this space and said it is so why 
The Bible tells us that in Ezekiel, I believe it's in Ezekiel and Isaiah, that one day in heaven, there was a great rebellion started taking place in heaven. Rebellion in heaven. And whenever this started happening, I want you to understand that the, the one we refer to as Satan now was once called Lucifer. And he was the worship leader in heaven. Satan was once a worship leader. That's why there are always wars over worship. Because Satan was once a worship leader and he knows the power that worship has and he cannot stand what happened here this morning when a bunch of people get together in, unif in, 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 a, unif in a unified voice and start lifting up praise together. The devil cannot stand it. That's why a lot of time when church wars happen, it's in the worship department because the devil cannot stand worship. Period. He was the worship leader. He had direct access to God as he was conducting the angels in heaven. One day there was a conflict and Lucifer started lifting himself up more than the Lord. He wanted the worship. He wanted the praise. And the word says, it really wasn't a war. The word says like lightning, he fell from heaven. Like lightning, the Lord said, your rebellion, zap, he's out of here. He fell down from heaven, and the word says that a third of the angels joined him. Hmm. A third of the angels left with Lucifer, left with Satan, and they fell out of heaven. The Bible, now the Bible refers to Lucifer as Satan. And now the Bible refers to those angels. They're no longer angels. But now the Bible refers to that crew as principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Have you ever read that and thought, how is there spiritual wickedness in heavenly places? It's because those angels fell down from heaven and they are in the firmament. Spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And now Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. The firmament. Huh. Satan now has this huge army. He now has this well-oiled military machine. And they're all marching to the same beat. And guess what? They cannot stand you. Period. The devil is not your friend. If he's not your friend, why do you listen to him? He cannot stand you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything about you. Period. He has no good for you. And now these principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, and the prince of air, now Satan has this army. And unless you, and, and, and unless the church learns how to fight in the realm we can't see. Unless the church learns how to fight spiritual battles, his assignment will always get the best of the church. Until the church learns how to fight in the spirit, the church is good fighting physical. You don't like them, get out of my church. We'll gossip about you, talk about you. We know how to do these things. 
But we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Who are we wrestling against? Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So the church right now is in a pivotal point in this nation. We are in such a pivotal point and the church must learn how to fight in the devil's territory because he's been in your territory long enough. But we refuse to get in his territory. And we've got to learn how to fight in that spiritual realm. So when God was creating everything, God being God, he knew that this rebellion would one day take place. And when he created that firmament, whenever he created that second heaven, he knew that one day that would be Satan's territory and he refused to bless Satan's territory. Listen, if you are looking for the blessings of the Lord, you need to distance yourself from the devil himself because God God does not bless the wicked, period. In the New Testament, we're, I'm just adding layer and layer and layer. In the New Testament, when the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, Jesus responded and he said to the, he, he said to the disciples, whenever you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What he was saying is, I want heaven, the third heaven, to come down to earth. But in order for it to come down, it's got to get through the devil's territory. Are you following me today? Because this is good stuff. He said, if you want my heaven to come down to earth like I've been teaching you to pray and like you sing about, you've got to realize it's got to get through the firmament. It's got to get through the devil's territory. Let's be honest. How many of you have ever prayed or you may be praying right now and it feels that you have prayed and you have prayed for weeks, for months, for years, and it feels like God will never answer your prayers. Anybody ever been there? Some of y'all lying. Because if you've ever prayed, you've probably had that moment when you were like, God, where is it? God, when is it? God, we've been praying for revival. Where is it? When is it? Lord, I've been praying for my lost son and daughter. God, when will they come home? I've been praying. If you've been alive long enough and you've been praying long enough, you are probably one of those people where it has hit you and you have prayed and it feels like you're like, God, where is the answer? Look at the book of Daniel. You don't have to turn there. Just jot it down. This isn't my theory. This is biblical teaching this morning. In the book of Daniel, you need to get this because this is, this is so good. In the book of Daniel, Daniel here, this is where we get the Daniel fast. He was praying for three weeks. He was fasting and praying. And in the Bible, if you read it, it says he didn't even take a bath for three weeks. These next three days, you better take a bath. It is good. I will bless you. I release you from that. Take your bath and fast and pray. 21 days, three weeks, he's fasting and praying. He's like, Lord, I'm in the middle of this war. What is going on? Where are you, Lord? Does it sound familiar? Where are you, Lord? And all of a sudden, after 21 days, the angel of the Lord appears. And it's like, this is my translation, and we're reading it, just breaking it down for you. It's like he was saying, where have you been, angel? 
Where have you been all of I've been praying. And the angel replied, well, guess what? I was released from heaven as soon as you called on my name. The, the Lord looked at me and gave me the nod, and I went as soon as you called out his name. 21 days ago, but guess what? He said, I got caught up in the prince over the prince of, the prince of Persia. If you know anything about the prince of Persia in the scripture, prince of Persia, especially in Daniel, is a reflection of Satan himself. He said, I got dispatched, but guess what? Somewhere in the middle, there was so much satanic stuff going on over you. There were so many demons over you. For I've been fighting 21 days. I had the answer in my pocket. The Lord sent me, but for 21 days, your answer has been held up in Satan's territory. Mm. Woo. I read that this week, and all the hair that I wish I had on my head just stood up. I thought, Lord, how many prayers have we prayed? You have answered. They're being held up by Satan himself. Wow. 21 days I've been praying. He said, I've been warring for you. There were demons and the devil. I was called up by the prince of Persia himself. They had me locked up for 21 days until finally there was a breakthrough moment. So those of us that have unanswered prayers, what is going on? The church, what is going on? How many times have I had conversations with people and just in the last month and they're like, Pastor, what is going on in the world? You know what? I honestly believe that God has already answered so many of your prayers. But they, have, they are being held up in the firmament because the church doesn't know how to operate in the spirit any longer. Too many churches, spirit can't flow here. Spirit, get out of the worship. Spirit, get out of the preaching. And all of a sudden, here we are. We, we, we have churches across this city. We have churches across this nation that have no spirit in them. And we have lost the ability to fight spiritual warfare in the firmament, in the areas that we cannot see in our life. How many times have we prayed? How many times? I believe that there are so many answered prayers that are waiting for a spirit-filled church that knows how to loose things in heaven. But now the church doesn't know how to operate in the spiritual realm. And the answers from heaven are being fought off and being contained in the darkness in high places. And I really believe after reading this, it was like a revelation. I believe we can come into places like this and we can do patty cake worship and we can sit here and we can come together or we can pray. And I believe that whenever the Lord dispatches it in that second heaven in the firmament, the devil and his angels, the devil and the demons, they're like, oh, there it is. There's another one. I got it. Oh, there it is. They're praying again. Get ready. He's dropping it. There's the blessing. I got, I, I got that one too. I got that one. And now, and now the firmament is full of the prayers of the saints. How does the church need to be operating right now? 
How can we loose? We hear it all the time. Loose those things. Loose the. How many of you have ever heard loose those things? Just shake your head with me. Am I the only crazy one? How do we loose it? Be, be loose. How do we do that? What do we do? What if 10 years of unanswered prayers have actually already been answered for you? They've just been held up. What if an outpouring of revival has already been answered? It's just waiting for a church. It's just waiting for a church like Legacy Church to learn how to operate in the fullness of the Spirit. What if revival's just waiting for a church to get in the firmament, to get in the devil's territory? Let me give you some revelation. This is a key on how to unlock the kingdom and how you get heaven to come to earth. This is one of the things, let me tell you, it's real simple. You worship. You worship. Now let me stretch you. There are different types of worship. I'm not talking about genres of song. I'm not talking about classical worship, contemporary. I'm, no, I'm talking about there are different dimensions of worship. There is something called a high praise. Hmm. It is often the least, the one that we do the least, because sometimes it's the hardest for us to do. If you walked around doing high praise all of your life, you'd be exhausted. It exhausts the body whenever you do a high praise. If I were to do, if I did, if I did high praise for the 35, 40 minutes in first service and then preached and then just did another 35 or 40 minutes and preached, somebody would have to carry me home in a stretcher and put me in my bed. It's exhausting. Whenever you, whenever you are tapping in with your high praise, your high praise is not clapping your hands. I'm just teaching. Your high praise is not snapping your fingers like we are in a coffee shop. Your high praise is not slapping your thigh. Your high praise is not dancing. Your high praise is a shout. Amen. The shout has the ability to get in new dimensions. The word says that the walls did not fall down until there was a shout. Your enemy has built a wall around the church, around its blessings, and we've got to do something to release those things. When blind Bartimaeus got healed, guess what? He was shouting. Everybody else said, shut up, blind Bartimaeus. This is Jesus. We want pretty church around here. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm going to shout my way to a miracle. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. No, I'm still shouting till I get healed. The shout is the high level of intensity in worship it moves your warfare into the heavens you may look like a fool here on earth but as I have been teaching he takes the foolish things to confound the wise your shout gets in the firmament hmm. your high praise your shout gets in the firmament it gets in the second heaven. You know what the second heaven is? Your high praise gets in the devil's territory. Mm. Wow. Why? He's the prince of the power of the air. 
the firmament. And whenever you shout, you start to get into the devil's territory. If you can get that in your spirit, it will change your life forever. Whenever you start to worship, whenever you let out a shout of praise, whenever you let out a high praise, it gets into the devil's territory. It gets into the prince of the power of the air. It gets into his, it gets into his region. And whenever you shout, get this, a jet breaks sound barriers a jet breaks sound barriers how does it break sound barriers if you if you study it you will find out that when sound barriers are being broken it the the, the sound waves travel through the what they travel through the firmament and as the sound waves are traveling through the firmament it is traveling at such a speed and intensity that the sound you hear of the sound barrier what is really happening whenever you hear that sound is that those sound waves that were released by the jet it is ripping apart particles of the air let me tell you something church your praise has the ability to get in the firmament and it, your praise has the ability this morning to rip apart the particles of Satan's territory that's why dead churches with no worship that's why they have no victory but you go into a church that knows how to praise and they are going through the devil's territory. They are ripping apart particles of the air. Can somebody agree with me today? Guess what? The church needs to break its sound barrier this morning. Stand up with me today. The church needs to release a sound. The church needs a high praise. Why do you get this today? You have the ability to rip apart Satan's territory. You have that ability today. You have that ability. We've let too much stuff in the firmament. There are, we have allowed too much stuff to get in the firmament and control us. Sound waves. We've let CNN in the firmament. We've let ABC. We've let CBS, NBC, we've let Fox, we've let C-SPAN, we've let Facebook, we've let all of these stuff in the firmament. There is a war going on in the firmament, people. It is a spiritual war. There is a war going on. This whole cancel culture stuff was not founded in Washington. It was founded in the firmament. I'm just gonna be honest with you today. It was founded in the firmament. How, why in the world, like I said first service, let me get on my little soapbox for a moment. How in the world can Cardi B's nasty song, WAP, be declared song of the year? Why? Because it was allowed in the sound waves and in the firmament. 
We allowed it, we played it, we requested it, and now all of these radio stations, it is one of the nastiest, most vulgar songs I have ever heard in my life. And somehow in America, it is number one song according to the American Music Awards. But all of a sudden, our little friend Sean Foyt would let us worship, puts out an album called Azusa, and it gets canceled. Why? Because the devil don't want worship going through the firmament. He doesn't want it. But now, guess what? It was released this week and it is the number one album in the world. Satan, get ready. The church is learning how to get in your territory. This is not a political thing. We have allowed the world to cover spiritual issues with the umbrella of politics. It's not political, it is spiritual. And there are demons right now in the ferment that are rejoicing over acts in our Senate, over votes that have been made. And I said at first service, people ask me, what's wrong with you these last two weeks? I don't understand why you're talking about all these hot topics. Guess what? I am mad at the devil. And there's time that the church stands up and somebody preaches the truth. I don't care, you can cancel me all you want to. Cancel my Twitter, cancel my Facebook. Guess what, you will never cancel my worship. I'll go to the grave. I'll go to the grave. Worship in the Lord. Hey, come on. Put your hands together this morning. when we are standing on planet earth and we get to a place where we break through the firmament and connect with heaven. That is a breakthrough right now. I'm just being honest, I'm trying to paint this picture. Some of you, some, I know some of you, 
to here today and some of you are watching online you think this guy's lost his mind he's talking about all this stuff it's in the bible y'all i just laid it all out for you a breakthrough happens when we on planet earth break through the firmament and it creates like a tunnel and the Lord pours it out and he looks at the angels that are holding the prayer bowls in heaven and they, they turn over the prayer bowls. They turn over the prayers that we've been answering, we've been praying and all of a sudden it is like a direct access. That is a breakthrough. Have you ever heard that the, the saying it says every high thing must come down? Where do you think that came from? Why? Because there are things up here that got to be broken and can only be broken when spirit people get in the spirit and get in the devil's territory why do why high things must come down because they are caught up in the firmament and angels and demons are warring over it but whenever you worship whenever you let out a praise all of a sudden high things come down every stronghold shall be broken listen I am not don't you take this wrong today I'm not judging your worship. I'm not saying you gotta do this or do that, bend over and touch your toes, do that, I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. If you don't have your hand raised, nobody in this church is gonna come behind you with a cattle prod and make you, no, it, it don't work that way here. I promise. But what I am doing right now is I am educating you and empowering you so you will know how to get your worship out of here get your worship out of this heaven and get your worship in the devil's territory today nobody's being judged i want to give you some information this morning that will make you look at yourself and say there is a gift there is a power inside of my lungs and whenever i let it out demons start to tremble we're going to sing this again and i want us to go out of this place today lifting up a voice lifting up a high praise come on we're going to sing this out and my praise is a weapon. My praise is a weapon. And my praise is a weapon. 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 I'm tired of tiptoeing around emotions. 
I'm tired of tiptoeing around agendas. The Lord, when Jesus was teaching, he did not tiptoe around topics, but he spoke it with boldness. And I believe in this hour, God is looking for churches that says, this is where we stand. We stand on the word of the Lord and we shall not be moved. Excuse me if, if I come across as being a little strong. I am because I will not cower down from the word of the Lord. I will not, I will not cower down from believing in the power of the spirit. I will not diminish the work of the Lord, but I will stand on his word. And I don't care if it comes a day when we have to shut the doors, we'll go church underground, amen? I don't care what comes, whatever come my way, guess what? You're not gonna steal my praise. You're not gonna steal my worship. We shall not be moved. And the church needs to stand up and shout today. Hey! But I can't worship where I'm at. Find you a new church, sister. If you're watching me online and you can't worship at your church, it doesn't have to be here. You need to find you a church where you can worship. Because whenever you get around people that know how to operate in the spirit, breakthroughs, ripping a part of the devil's territory starts to happen. I don't know about you, but I want to rip apart Satan's dreams for me. I want him to, I want to rip apart everything, every side note. He's got a book about things I've done in heaven. I want my praise to find in, in hell. He has got that book of every wrong that I have ever done. And guess what? I want my praise to rip apart all of those things that he holds over my head. Every time I do something wrong, some of you in here, you feel like you can't move on because of your past let me tell you something your praise has the ability to rip your past apart and you can keep going Lord as we leave this place today God we're not getting caught up with the political world God but we are seeing in the spirit bind us together with strong cords of love that cannot be broken today oh God I pray Lord The worship warriors are birthed today. People that know how to worship in the spirit and fight spiritual battles in unseen places. Today, Lord, we're pulling down those strongholds. We are breaking those strongholds today with our worship. And I'm praying that all of those blessings, all of those prayers that you have already answered, God, let them fall down from heaven today. The revival that you've already created, that the devil is warring against, we pull it down into being today with our worship. I give you thanks, I give you glory. It's all for you today, Lord. It's all for you today, Lord. worthy of it. Amen and amen. Let's give God one more hand clap of praise today.